0: welcome to the true masculine project my name is eric i'm your host and fellow student on the path of masculinity on this show we will discuss personal development and masculine principles so we can be the best men that we can be if you are new to the show welcome and you may want to head on over to the intro episode uh describes the format and a little bit more about what we want to cover here and for the rest of us on to the show Hey, and welcome to today's show. Um, and before I forget, we since we're doing this long uh, sort of breakdown over Iron John, I wanted to put some lighter, more fun, and frankly, some things that come across better on video on my Instagram channel. So if you go to Instagram.com slash T-R-U-E-M-P underscore podcast, you will find uh, starting a series of body language videos And the first one about schmizing, uh, smiling with the eyes whenever you go to speak with someone, at least for the first time, to help you make that good first impression is up. And as the weeks go on, I will continue to upload more of those. Uh, This should help a little bit from the body language episodes if you are having any problems with that. And as we continue with the Iron John book, we left off at the general passivity that men fall into, especially in our current societies without any help of transitioning from boyhood into manhood or if they've just led generally privileged and easier lives, which, which is becoming more and more common in Western society. Now there were three qualities of these types of, uh, men or grown boys, probably since they've never been initiated into manhood or developed their masculine qualities about themselves. And we come, uh, so we'll pick up with na- naivete and then we'll round that out with numbness and sort of go from there. So in addition to passivity, we see more naive men, as well some men take pride in being attacked but never fight back or defend themselves thinking that uh, women may know best and obviously if they're being attacked by one or just being attacked in general that they must somehow deserve it they don't set proper boundaries for themselves and others and thus believe that other people know better than them this type of man also feels that uh, absorbing blows or allowing someone to attack him without defending himself is more noble than having and setting. Proper boundaries after all, with no masculine influences and the ones that you see on TV not being very well. How are you supposed to learn um, where to draw the line and how people speak to you and how people behave around you if you've never bothered to think about how that's supposed to work? The naive man, as a way of not uh, looking at his own problems, takes pride in picking up the pain of others, especially women's pain this allows him to maintain a feeling of specialness of worthiness without having to do any of the actual work on himself. Uh, this is also a behavior exhibited by the nice guy who we talked about before, who thinks that being the friendly shoulder to cry on is a way into women's pants. And he never checks in with himself to see if his sort of behavior, the emotional codependency that he builds with people is even proper in the situation. Uh, he also assumes that every person he speaks with is always telling the truth and never inspects it, right? Trust, but verify should be a model that most people live their lives by. You give people the general, um, benefit of the doubt, but you don't just take whatever you see, uh, as truth from the jump. You may need to, okay, let me double check this. I'll believe this for now. You can come back to some things. Also, just when dealing with new people, you don't know that everybody deserves a supreme level of trust there's a general level of trust that is reserved for people that you don't know and as they prove themselves to be trustworthy you can give them more and more trust if you're the type of person that runs around and gives anybody that you walk into the most trust in your life you're going to end up being betrayed or taken advantage of by people who view you as naive remember not everyone has your best interests at heart and you always need to make sure that you have your best interests at heart Any refusal to accept this will cause you to suffer and it's not like a woe is me. What do people keep taking advantage of me? Take some responsibility and realize what you're contributing to that situation. That you put yourself in positions with people who aren't worthy of that trust. So of course they betray it. And this also goes with oversharing. No need to share everything with everybody. Certain levels of uh, detail about your life should be saved for certain circles about your life. Close friends get more information than acquaintances, so on and so forth. If you want to move someone or see if someone is interested in moving from, let's say, an acquaintance to a friend to a closer friend to like an inner circle sort of thing, you give them lighter disclosure. You don't want to be that person um, at the bar or at dinner who is giving people all of these intimate details about their life that they haven't earned. Uh, that's why it feels weird when people come up to you and they just start sharing all this information uh, you don't usually you don't need to do that with people that you don't know. Keep it light, and if you want to build a deeper connection with someone, uh, we've talked about how to do that before. But always start off light. No need to share everything with everybody. Certain things are reserved for certain people. And in addition to passivity and naiveness, we come to a sense of numbness. Uh, these men tend to be cut off from their emotions. Uh, Robert Bly states that when a man doesn't learn how to feel and discerns feelings from another man, as in the masculine way of feeling, he goes numb in the chest, right? Unable to really describe or differentiate between emotions except for at the extremes. Uh, With this pattern, you will feel cold and distant to a romantic partner who will think that you are hiding something or refusing to connect on purpose. Uh, You have to remember that most people assume that others think, reason, and feel that they do, and that they will also assume that you have the same emotional range that they do. Um, Unless you've communicated to them uh, that you do not right now, it is important that we develop our emotional range because there is a difference between a mild irritation and a response that requires, you know, just a boundary setting versus something that requires a more fierce response. And if you never learn how to uh, differentiate what you are actually feeling inside any minor annoyance moves over to an extreme level of response, uh, something that's not warranted for the situation and you'll probably end up doing exaggerated actions to things that don't require that level of response. So it is important to learn how to feel, how to differentiate your feelings, right? The difference between sad and depressed, the difference between like a hunger and starving and the difference between irritation and anger, because those all require different responses. And frankly, Not everything is worth getting, uh, super upset for and, uh, noticing where you are, what you're feeling in the moment will allow you to sort of come back to center and make better decisions. All right. So back to the story. And as a reminder, the, uh, King's son has just finished his three days in the forest with iron John, the wild man, and has to leave after failing his task three times. Now, then the king's son left the forest and walked by beaten and unbeaten paths ever onward until he reached a great city. There, he looked for work, but he could find none, and he had learned nothing with which he could help himself. Eventually, he went to the palace and asked if they could take him in. Uh, the people about court didn't know what use to make of him, but they liked him and told him he could stay. The cook took him under his service and said that he might carry wood and water and rake these cinders together. Now here, the story uses working in the kitchen to stand in for and help the boy truly understands how the world works, having lived a pampered, sheltered, and privileged lay of, way of life until now, uh, grounding the boy into reality. Uh, similar to how people get their first jobs or many people live in this overprotected bubble by their parents where they take care of all these things for them and tell them that they're special in all these things, which is true in a way uh, everyone has unique gifts and skills to offer. To society at large, which is how we grow and benefit uh, from this giant family that we should be living in one country, uh, one world. However, it's not just things aren't going to be easy all the time, nor are people going to treat you special or coddle you uh, because your mom said that you were. There's a certain level of responsibility, of duty, of uh, value that one must give, of work that you have to complete to live and operate as an adult. To understand that the equality of opportunity will be given, but not an equality of outcome, right? Everyone is given the same opportunity to do things, even though we don't all start at the same place, and that's okay. The goal isn't to take from people who have done really well and give to people who have chosen to do nothing, but to give the people who have not done as well skills and the help that they need to give them the leg up to provide value, take care of themselves, and ultimately live fulfilled lives. Now, kitchen work, or a way of grounding yourself in reality, uh, allows the boy to uh, produce the courage and the ability needed to look at himself objectively so that he can accurately adjust and guide his life. Uh, This is an important step in life for any man and can't be avoided. Adults who remain in the victim mentality, blaming others for their situation into their 30s, for the conditions of their life, are people who have refused this step in moving from boyhood to manhood and are nothing more than grown boys. And are not adults that so they have not accepted the adult way of behavior, the adult way of looking at their lives, or the adult way of solving problems. And it's not that things didn't happen to you. It's not that you don't have as easy a life as Joe over here, who didn't have to grow up in the same neighborhood that you grew up in. And I understand that I didn't have the greatest of upbringings either with all of the stuff. But there comes a point where you have to fix your things for yourself, right? One, so that if you have children, you don't pass those same poverty mindsets down to those children. But two, so that your life is better. Sitting around and complaining for 70 years until you die is not going to get anything done. All right. So in addition to that, during this time working in the metaphorical kitchen, a man learns three more things. The first, the first of which is Asher's work or how to accept and live with the fact that not all the plans you have made will work out and that many dreams you've had will not come true. Uh, To learn to deal with this fact in a grounded way, Uh, This is also why it's really important to consciously choose what you want out of your life and work towards it consistently. Uh, You may not do it every day. Uh, Sometimes things happen, but to continue to pick this thing up over and over and over again, if it is truly important to you and to try your best to avoid just falling into a situation and then continuing on with that just because it's what you're doing. If that's not what you really want to do, Uh, we only get so much time on this planet and no one knows when their time will be up. The second of which, as Robert Bly calls it, is learning to shudder or the ability to feel grief, the willingness to express emotion so that we're not cold hearted robots who are unwilling to feel either happiness or joy as some um, weird macho thing of being feminine because you have feelings uh there's nothing feminine about expressing expressing the full range of your emotions and if you can't do that you should probably look into the reason of why you can't uh, we're not meant to go through this life sort of super stoic not saying that there's not a level of stoicism that is required because there is because sometimes things just are what they are and you have to work to get through them but to not enjoy the time that you have in those difficulties not being uh, able or willing to express sadness or grief will just cause those things to be bottled up. Um, Those emotions have to go somewhere. After all, emotions are energy, and energy does not just sit. And if you decide not to express it, you may end up drinking it, for instance, uh, which may work on a short term, but on a long enough timeline, uh, drinking all of your grief and anger away instead of finding a healthy outlet for such feelings is going to be bad for you. And the third of this is how to officially make the move From the mother's world of comfort, not saying that women's world is easy, just as a boy being taken care of by your mom, uh, that is obviously easier and more comfortable than having to work for and provide for yourself, right? Into the father's world of work and responsibility. Uh, Once again, women can work and are also responsible, but there's a different level of responsibility uh, that you have as a boy and what you need to take on is new responsibilities as a man. Now... In the past, as mentioned before, the older man would handle the transition from boyhood into manhood, instilling the morals and values that the, the tribe, the unit, thought that uh, men needed to have that were important to keep these things going. Now, without the help of older men to teach boys this, this process is difficult and full of trial and error and thusly happens very slowly. Uh, this can also be dangerous as a man is expected to take up roles in a family that a boy is not, such as defense of the home. And his family uh, learning to live with this understanding that certain things that you'll have to do or expected to do as a man um, may put your life on the line. And I uh, hopefully we all live in societies where you don't have to do this often. But it's not about having to do it often or throwing yourself into harm's way all the time, where that you will have to do it. But the understanding that it is, if it comes down between you and your wife in the middle of the night and there's a noise, I hope that you are the one getting up. And going to inspect on what's going on and not your wife and i would assume that any woman that you're going to be with would expect that exact same thing now it is my personal belief that everyone should learn how to protect themselves in some manner uh, because there's going to be a delay in response time for anyone coming to help you uh, regardless of what area of town that you live in and you can't just offload the entire responsibility of protecting the uh, the meat suit that we call bodies to someone else all of the time right Uh, You don't need to be John Jones or like Manny Pacquiao level of fighter, but you should have some understanding of how to handle yourself in a situation until someone gets there to help if you have that option available to you. Now, moving to the father's world doesn't mean rejecting the feminine parts of you Or your mother, frankly, you should still be able to have a good relationship with your mom, assuming that she's willing to respect boundaries and everything else, just like anybody else in your life. But that the naive parts of you and the super comfort loving parts of you must die for you to make this transition fully and to operate as a man in the world. And now a brief word from one of our sponsors, Audible. Hey guys, I've mentioned a lot of books over the course of this show. After all, it is much better to take the lessons that someone else has distilled down into a book instead of you making those same mistakes going throughout your life. But we don't always have the time to sit down and read the book. That's why I've partnered with Audible, the leading provider of audiobooks and other types of spoken word entertainment, including podcasts like this one. Audible has thousands of titles to choose from, including Iron John, the book we are talking about today, which is wonderfully narrated. Uh, What Everybody Is Saying, an extremely important beginner's guide into body language and the works of Robert Greene, including the 48 Laws of Power and the Laws of Human Nature. Two more of my favorites. One of my favorite things about Audible is that I can switch between my smartphone and my tablet without losing my spot. And it allows me to read while in transition moments like making dinner for myself or working out at the gym. Your membership comes with a free book every month. And when you use my code to sign up for your 30 day free trial, your first book is free. Go to audibletrial.com slash to get started. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash And now back to the show. Now we can see here that even our own uh, boy in the story has had a lack of father teaching because he had no craft. He was old enough to spend some time in the woods with Iron John, but when he got to this castle, all he was able to do was sort of a servant or low skilled work in the kitchens showing a uh, lack of fathering. Uh, Things that we've talked about previously is that men come home and since they don't have a trade or skill to teach their children like they used to, um, unfortunately, children just get sort of the irritability and the temperament of the father, but none of the love or the gifts of the father. Especially if he hates his job, because when he comes home, all he wants to do is relax, right? Eventually, he is given the task of taking food to the king, and the story puts it like this. Once, when it happened that no one else was at hand, the cook ordered the boy to take some food to the royal table. But because the boy did not want his hair to be seen, he kept his tarboosh on which is a type of hat for you uncultured swine out there. (laughs) In any case, such a thing had never happened before in the king's presence. He said to the boy, when you come to the royal table, you must take your cap off. And the boy replies, ah, Lord, I cannot. I have a sore place on my head. So the king called the cook up, scolded him, and asked him how he could take such a boy into his service. He ordered him to fire the boy and kick him out of the castle. So let's take a moment here to talk about the king and king's energy or kingly energy. What does a king stand for? Why do people want to be near kings or be called kings, frankly? And is it just more for the power and favor, or is there more to it than that? Robert Bly then goes on to describe the king in his three realms the upper or the sacred king, the middle or the political king, and the third or the inner king. Let's start with the sacred king, and we're going to take a dip into some uh, Jungian philosophy here. Uh, there is a king in the invisible aspirational world um, and a queen as well, as well. And the king and the queen send energy down and resemble the sun and the moon and how they send energy down. So it radiates from this spiritual realm. Uh, this is where the places of heroes and gods live. A place where we can put perfect manifestations of certain traits and characteristics we would like to embody or things that occur in the world naturally. Remember that for the majority of human history, storytelling was how we shared ideas, themes, and history. Uh, where the king is present, there is order, and not just that the king forces order down upon, but when you have a righteous king, a righteous leader, There is automatically order. It's not that he has to stomp down chaos. It's just that in his presence, chaos does not occur. In his presence, all is orderly uh things uh, things happen as they should rains fall trees grow this is sort of why when mufasa was king the plains and lion king were great and then when scar a false or a wrong king was king of the savannah everything was dead right and then when simba becomes the next king it starts to rain and things return back to normal when you have a right king a righteous king things function smoothly and the world is orderly the second king here is the earthly or political king Um, And we've had kings and stories going back to like the second millennium B.C. in city states of Mesopotamia. And these sort of continued until the 18th and 19th centuries. Um, And, you know, England still has a queen, although she doesn't wield as much power as she used to. Um, Now, this king was said to bring the heavenly sun power down to Earth. And stealing order and prosperity uh Robert blind implies that when there was a good king fathers in the house tended to receive a bit of his aura and when the father was not there uh children were able to look on these onto this righteous king as a way of behaving right so even if they did not receive uh the fathering that they should have they could sort of look up to this king as a external father in ways to behave not that i think we should go back to having kings right this was just a, an interesting phenomena that occurred and we have the third and for my purposes here the most important and that is going to be the inner king this inner king is sort of like our intuition the ability to make decisions without being influenced by outside forces and gives us the ability to understand what we want and to let other people know what we want as well uh, when a man's king is weak, he has a problem making the simplest of decisions, even when it comes to where to go for dinner, uh, what to wear today, what does he want to do with his life. Now, people tend to have their decision-making ability sort of beaten out of them. Um, it's like sort of like a muscle, right? Whenever you don't exercise a muscle, that muscle atrophies. When you were a kid, you knew what you wanted. Uh, You probably asked for more things that you could get, frankly, but you knew that you wanted that toy over there and you had zero problem expressing the fact that you wanted that toy over there. Now, over time, so that people can teach you uh, that sort of exuberance, let's call it, that willingness to express what you want gets beaten down by society, schools, and then work if you're not working in a position that gives you any sort of agency. Now, you're going to want to connect with this ability to make decisions and to understand what you want so that you can guide your life correctly. And the easiest way to sort of rebuild this habit of listening to your intuition is to actually listen to it. Now, it's going to be hard to do this in situations where uh, the pressure is on if you have not experienced standing up for what you actually believe to be true in front of a group of people. Now, you can start with some easy things like actually uh, choosing to express and enforce a boundary or actually telling a partner or a friend things that you really wanted to say or anybody that you meet frankly things that you want to say things that feel true to you instead of thinking about well what would they like to hear me say what would move this conversation forward right instead of being manipulative you are truthful and the more that you are willing to speak from that place the more you're willing to make your own decisions and to be in charge of your life you sort of wake this third inner king up And this allows you to make even more and more decisions without having to worry about, is this what I really want? Because it will feel right to you and you will have practice listening to this feeling. And I hope by now it is starting to come across here that the solution to the chaos in the world, the solution to the problems that you have in your life is not less masculinity, but most likely more masculinity for you to stand up and make the decisions that you feel are correct. For you to choose and guide your own life path instead of doing what other people tell you to do all of the time. For you to decide the things that are important in your life, the values that you want to have, regardless of the ones that you grew up with, to take control of your life and learn to live those values out as often as possible. Now, you're going to still have the old brain pathways like we talked about in previous episodes, and that's okay. You're not going to do 100% of the time. Hell, I don't do things 100% of the time either. But if you're doing it 60%, 70% of the time, over time, your life trajectory will move up you'll start to feel more calm in making decisions and you will embody that sort of confidence and give that off to others that will make influencing other people easier. That will make getting the next job easier. Everything comes back to being more grounded in what it means to be a man, the safety that you'll feel walking through the world. When you know that you can protect yourself in whatever way that you decided to protect yourself. So we will leave off there uh, for this week's episode. When we pick back up, it looks like old homie in the story may have to get out of the job because the king did not like the fact that he would not remove his hat around him so we'll see what goes on then until then i love you guys be good to each other remember to check out the instagram if you want to look at some of those body language videos as some of the concepts will be easier to understand when you can see them instead of just trying to imagine them that i love you guys be good to each other and i'll see you next week Thank you for hanging out with me on the True Masculine Project. Please like, rate, and subscribe in your favorite podcasting app. Uh, If you want to interact with the show, you can catch us on Instagram at True, T-R-U-E, M-P, underscore, podcast. See you next time.